Today marks the five-year anniversary for CETA, the Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement between Canada and the European Union. Glenda Lee Allen Vosser caught up to the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Cattle Association, Dennis Laycraft, to chat about how the agreement has been working for the beef industry. Dennis, the Canadian Cattle Association is marking the five years that we've been involved with ACETA, the Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement between Canada and the European Union. But you say you're you're disappointed and have some resolve about the the five year anniversary. Why is that? There were a number of reasons. We we had hoped that we would see some faster progress on some of the um, the meat inspection issues. We um, have one of the most rigorous systems in the world here in, in Canada and the U.S. Um, and we use a number of uh, products in our, our meat hygiene system that are not approved for use in Europe. And we have a different regulatory system. Uh, we uh, use those products uh, so that we um, have the most effective uh, procedures and extend the you know the shelf life of our product as long as possible in some cases you know we can get up to close to 100 days with our product in the right type of cold storage so with that we're we've been trying to make progress on that and uh, it's been very slow moving that forward in the EU we just recently submitted an application for um PAA, which is peroxyacetic acid, it's it's a no-rinse disinfectant that's used around the world. It's used in winemaking, it's used in beer brewing, it's been used for a number of other disinfective uh, uses, and it's um, you know considered uh, completely safe. We have to go through a long process wherein the EU not only do they do a, a uh, food safety and efficacy review, but then it goes to Parliament, and it becomes a political decision over there whether they approve it or don't approve it. And there are a number of countries that just in the EU that just tend to vote against um, anything new like this. And to some degree, it it is voted in a way that slows down trade into the European Union. So that's been quite frustrating. Now, these unresolved technical barriers that you've been talking about have prevented CETA from really delivering to its full potential. Just what kind of potential do we see in this market with this agreement? You know, there's close to you know, 500 million people, and they're one of the largest economies in the world. And recognizing we're also one of the leaders in sustainable beef production, um, you know, we saw the potential for possibly five, six hundred million dollars worth of exports into that market. Um, you know, there's very strong demand out of Asia right now for the product, but generally, some of the highest per kilo values we get uh, are going into the United Kingdom or into the EU. But it's so hard to get cattle eligible. And then back to the interventions that we're using. Um, you know, our largest market is Canada and then the U.S. and then Japan and uh, Mexico and Korea. We all, they all accept our 
meat hygiene system based on what's referred to as systems approval. Um, in other words, if we get the full approval from CFI, they accept that as as meeting the requirements under the trade agreements we get. Where at Europe, it's every single product has to go through some level of approval instead of systems approval. And our our processors aren't prepared to turn down their food safety systems just to go to Europe. Basically, in a nutshell, is is the concern we have. And um, if we can get those issues resolved and we can get a more regular flow of cattle that are eligible to go to Europe, we think that market can grow. But right now, it's uh, been frustrating to get um, the level of growth that uh, potentially could be there. You talked about a potential export market for us of $600 million. What do we see currently? Where are we at right now, given the barriers we're dealing with? We're probably this year getting between 18 and 20 million dollars. And for some smaller operations, you know, that typically are the ones that are selling into that market. It's, it's important business for them. But you know, when you're a $10 billion industry, um, you know, you need to get up into those larger hundreds of millions of dollars before you're going to see it attracting more interest out in the marketplace. So that being said, and given the barriers you're dealing with, where do we go from here? What needs to happen to really to really see this move forward the way we want it to? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things that, first of all, we've got the, the uh, application in to get uh, um, EA approved. Um, we're, we're confident they've approved it for poultry over there, so we know from a food safety point of view it should get a positive recommendation. And I think the real signal will be, A, if that happens, and then B, when it goes to their parliament, that it doesn't just become a politicized decision. Um, so it should get approved, and then that should increase the number of plants that are, A, first of all, just willing to even process to go to the European Union. So that's a first step. Second is we're working on getting some new certification procedures using a couple of certification groups that are out there. We have verified B plus and where food comes from is a couple of them that certify, for instance, for the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef for our verified sustainable beef claims. If we can, you know, at the same time get cattle eligible to go to Europe, they don't necessarily have to go to Europe, but if we can get the pool of cattle increase that would be available for processing, then um, that would um, increase also the interest of people to uh, develop programs over there. So it's part technical, it's part supply issues that we need to address to make this more successful. And then we're also looking at working on a mature animal protocol um, oh, Europe requires uh, animals to uh, be grown without growth-enhancing products. And certainly our mature animals uh, fit that category quite well. And we could also um, increase, particularly the younger uh, animals that, you know, three, four, five years old, the products on that would uh, compare very favorably to uh, other product that's available in Europe. So... Those are probably the two things that we think in the short term would make the biggest difference. 
That's Dennis Laycraft, the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Cattle Association. For Golden West, I'm Glendale Allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.